Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening and tuning in to the Soul Tribe podcast. Today, um, we're going to do an episode that is specifically going to talk about masters, guides, angels, and beings of light. And the reason why we decided to do this episode, more informational episode, um, about what we know and our experience with the information um, is because a lot of times we'll do readings for individuals and they can't they're not really aware of the difference between what's what's a master, what's a guide. Um, do, do I have a guardian angel? What is a guardian? What's a being of a light? So we thought it would be really cool just to do a whole episode where we talk about how we've seen how we've seen these things, how we've been taught these things, how we've been shown them. And we also decided that we were going to open up the Soul Tribe podcast, um, Akashic book, uh, Akashic Records, uh, to so they can help us give additional information into what we're saying. Uh, so some, some information might come in that's channeled and other information is just going to be us and our experience as readers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just want to give a kind of a little side note before we go forward, but I think for, for a lot of readings that we, well, at least I've received, um, People come and then they want to know about their guides or they want to know about their masters. They want to know who they are. They want to know their name or they want to know like more info. And sometimes they don't necessarily provide that. And I and I don't necessarily see where the information's coming from. Um, sometimes I do see it's their soul speaking to them. Sometimes it could be their master. Sometimes I see uh, figures. You know, it, it's such a weird concept, I think, for people to understand sometimes because they want to know who's talking to them. They want to know where the information's coming from. And a lot of it doesn't necessarily have to be... Um, a lot of times you don't need to know who it is. You need to know that it's coming from your Akashic Records book and there are masters and guides there maybe helping to relay that information or for you to understand it better because when you receive it through them, um, things could be more clear because they know you. They know you better than you know yourself. Like, you know, we've spoken before. Um, I just wanted to give that little side note because I think that for us it was important to do this episode because of the questions that we get of these um, readings that come to us and, and people asking about these specific um, important figures that, that come up during an Akashic Records reading. So hopefully this helps, helps some of you that have had these questions. That's, I like that you said that because it's true. It's, there's not a set plan or in a set way where every reading I see the same or every reading it shows up and feels the same. Depending on the reading in the person, it's different. And like you, sometimes I will see the layout and I'll see, oh, I see the book and I'll see this and that. And sometimes I won't. But in my case, I've, since I've been reading for so many years, I've actually gotten a, I found, figured out a way to know exactly where the information is coming from. And it's not that I see it. It's this, it's like this vibrational knowing and I can feel the connection. So I know when it's, it's, it's so, I don't even know if I want to explain it and I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's, it's a knowing, but also it's almost like the face comes up in front of me. Like I know it's a soul that's here and I don't see a face, but it's almost like the soul's in front of me, right? Or like the master's right in front of me, or it's the energy just kind of sets itself in front of me and, and is, is telling, it's almost like telling me it's coming from me in a way. So like anybody who's gotten a reading from me or those who have gotten readings from me know that I jump back and forth. Your soul says, your master says, it comes, you know, the, the master say, your guide says, and I jump back and forth and I always make sure that they know where it's coming from. And not because it, like you said, not because it matters exactly who is saying it or which of the individuals of beings of light that are present 
are giving information, it doesn't matter because they're all there for your greater good and they all care about you the same amount, right? It matters because to me, because when I got my own reading, one of the very few first times, I remember the reader telling me, your soul wants me to tell you this. And that for me was like, what? My soul, my soul's talking to me. I felt so special. Like I felt, it was like this weird, this weird, like, I don't know. I felt, um, almost like, like a hug, like a warm hug. Like, oh, my soul's talking directly to me. That's so nice. And I, I remember feeling that and thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I got to have the opportunity to feel that. And it always stayed with me many, many years later, stayed with me. And I became a reader and I, I still didn't have the ability to know exactly which of, which of the energies it was coming from until I started finally figuring out. And then I made a note to myself to make sure to always let the person that I'm reading know who exactly it is that's communicating or which information is coming from that's communicating that, right? So yeah, that's, that's an, I think that was, that was a really important thing that you said. That's, that's really interesting. So we're going to go through Master's Guides, Angels, and Beings of Light. Um, and so maybe we should do it via the ranking system as in... And it's not because there's beings that are more important. What I mean by ranking is who has more spiritual expansiveness, I want to say. I want to use the word expansive because the Masters always always say, and they're saying now, we, we don't consider ourselves, us the masters don't consider ourselves below or above anybody. We are all the same and everybody is as important as everybody else or every individual energy level is important as all the other ones. But what matters is the expansiveness and that's what every soul is trying to do. It's trying to expand its being, it's trying to expand its capacity of of learning and being very um, energetically more and they kept seeing I want to say expand again because like they show me energetic more taking more space that's exactly how they show it to me right I think yeah I think the um let's start from the top the, the more expansive I think that's gonna okay. be a way to start not because like you said not because it's important and that's not what they want to relay it's just it's the hierarchy it's the way it moves down and it's important to start from the top they're saying so beings, beings of light, um, I would go first for beings of light that can also be angels, but I want to just touch down on beings of light first because beings of light aren't actually just angels. Beings of light are, can, can be somebody, one of the beings of light that are the protectors of the Akashic records. It can be the beings of light that are above like the archangels that are all knowing and, and, and they're able to be everywhere and assist everyone all at the same time. Whereas archangels can do that too, but not as much as the beings of light that might be more expansive than the archangels. So beings of light can be any being that is above angels and archangels and it could also but it could also be archangels it could also be considered beings of light is that is that the, the way i explain that is that, that makes sense because it's yeah it's a very i think beings of light is a very broad um term where it can in like it kind of encompasses angels and archangels but angels and archangels are very different, right? They're they're not they're not the same thing. Their purposes are very different, right? So beings of light, I think, is the top of all of that. It's like it, it encompasses that and much more. So I think I think that makes sense. I hope it makes sense to people. <laughs> but it, they're what they're saying is it's all encompassing. It, it it's uh, it's a global concept. It's a term that's a bigger term for everything that you just mentioned. Yeah, and so the beings of light don't have to necessarily be um, an angel, an archangel, or even related to Akashic records. There's so many different jobs. They call them they call them jobs because the humans. That's the best way they understand us humans. That's the best way we understand it. <laughs> but they call them jobs. So it's like you're dedicated to something. You're usually very good. And beings of light have already figured out 
what they're good at. They already they, they're already there. They've been there for many centuries. So they're that's what they do. They assist with this or they assist with that or they help teach this or they help teach that or they're protectors of something. You know, it, the list goes on. But they don't have to be related to angels and they don't have to be related to cash records. It could be just some job on the other side that we have no idea that exists maybe. So that can be a being of light. And some beings of light actually have nothing to do with earth so they don't even assist humans like archangels and angels do and or they don't assist humans via the kashic records like you know the librarians librarians are beings of light like librarians of the kashic records do they're just beings of light that are dedicated or have another job that's something else that's not related that we just we'll probably never hear about with the kashic records directly because we don't need to know it that's why it never really reaches a reading right when you read an individual um, no, and when you said the part about not just being angels and archangels, they showed me, like, this vision of, of, like, light. It was just, like, this being of light. They're just, they're, that's what they are. They're just pure love, pure, um, compassion, and they're there to oversee everything. I think that's, that's basically what it is. Yeah. But, but it is weird because I've had, just to get, give a little bit of an example, um, I've had a reading where well, someone did my reading, it was a long time ago, and I went through kind of a weird experience where I, I was almost in a car accident, like almost. I was in a, a van coming home from work back when I was in Uruguay, and a guy fell asleep at the wheel on the other lane, it was like a a double lane and there was a big strip in the middle of grass and there were light poles and it had rained a lot uh, and I I remember seeing the car coming like towards me and it the guy knocked down like two or three light poles and there was so much rain in the middle like it was just like this a patch of grass you know when you see like a separation in a highway it was a highway basically and all of a sudden I see the car like coming towards my window I was on a van in a van with one other person and the driver and I was like oh my god that thing's like the car's coming towards me like what the heck and I, I was half asleep because I was like listening to music and I was on my way home from work it was at the end of the day I was tired and then all of a sudden, a big splash of water with mud comes all in my window, and I can't see anything. And I, all I know is like, <gasps> oh my goodness, stop! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I couldn't see out my window, and I remember, oh my god, the water stopped the car. Like thank God it rained, because that car would have come right towards us, and it might have killed us all. And I was like, I remember getting out of the van, like we were probably like three, four, or five minutes away from the, the house. And I remember getting out and crying all the way home. And, and not only that, I was late. And mom, when I when I got home, my mom, mom's like, oh, my God, what the heck happened? I was worried. I knew something happened. I was like, and I was crying. Mom's like, what happened? Oh, I, I was freaked crazy. out. Mom had like this intuitive feeling that something had happened because I was late. So, like we, we took extra time to get home because the bus left late. And it was like all this weird timing. And I remember getting a reading, like, I think it was like a few weeks later. And I asked about this and my angel showed up behind me, like an angel, I guess, that looked after me. And I said, what happened? Like, what, what was that experience about? And, and, and obviously it was a lot, just, it was about mirroring stuff back to me about how I'm always, also always so tired, but I am always go, go, go. And I don't listen to myself. And I go, well, I'm, I thank God that water was there. And she said, your angel's laughing right now because that <laughs> wasn't the water. That was your angel that was protecting you. And I remember that's the first time I actually felt connected to any, any being of light, I guess. That's, but that's they do so show nice. up in a reading. Yeah. It was cool. And then another reading where my angel was like behind me and, and he was like huge. He was so tall. Like, I didn't see him. The reader was explaining what my angel looked like. But I just remember those were the two instances where I felt connected to something like that, to a being of light. Yeah. And how we as humans try to rationalize everything. Yeah. But it isn't like that a lot of times. I think there are angels and beings of light protecting us because there is a greater plan and it's not our time. That reminded me of a really funny story. And I hope mom is okay with me telling this story, but 
do you remember when mom got a reading once and she gave you at the time she was only going from the house to the supermarket and that was like her life for a really long time and then and then she got a reading and they said your guardian angel's behind you and says that he's really bored like there's nothing to save you from there's nothing going on in your life you just go from your house to the supermarket and the reader said that to mom and mom's like she he was twiddling his fingers behind her like come on like seriously there's nothing like, to live do your here. life yeah yeah but like obviously I do think that, that they that was a message for her yeah it's an it's it's a mess yeah those are messages but i think um they do play a role but maybe not a role where they're giving us messages like they they they're more action they take action, right? They, they need to be in certain places at certain times where they can actually be anywhere at any time. But, you know, this, this, this idea of like space and time doesn't really exist for beings of light. But it's so weird how we try to rationalize everything. I don't know. I'm just thinking about that right now. Yeah, we always try to like make an excuse, you know, uh, oh, no, it's because of this. Oh, no, it's because of that. Oh, no, it's because the angle of blah, blah. And like we... We'll, like, make the perfect excuse for it to be, like, you know? It's crazy. But, that okay, so I'm, I'm going to jump over because the next ones we were talking about would be Archangels. But since we started talking about Guardian Angels, because that's what we're talking about, right? We'll, we'll go yep. to Guardian Angels first. Um, Guardian Angels are, are specific angels that are their, – their sole job is basically to progress with us in this life but for our well-being in general, which is, it can be emotional. They're actually there for us when we're like breaking down and going through a tough time. It's highly probable that they're very active next to you at the time, trying to give you comforting energy or trying to give you energy that's going to help you clear out whatever it is you're crying about. Sometimes they'll help you feel feel it stronger so you clean it out faster so it they work in different ways like human brains can't really think about it because we'll be like well you're just making me feel worse no sometimes they're just helping you they're allowing you to cry it out and they'll, they'll help you and your mind think about it more so you cleanse it out more this is the, this is the master's like showing me how it works because I I didn't I'm hearing about this for the first time while I'm saying it but um but what I do know from my own readings is that we all have a, a guardian angel mine's not yours yours is not mine and they're dedicated to one individual which means that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of, of guardian angels whose job is just to be with that one individual and you said like in space and time it doesn't exist for them and they're they're there to take care of you they also have the capabilities of going through a timeline we have supposedly a timeline where they I, the way they I was always shown it is they can like literally it's almost like a fast forward button on a screen and they go and they go forward and they can see what's about to happen but that's what's going to happen highly probable if you still you stay on the path you're on now as soon as you make a different decision it'll be a different one so they they see different timelines more than one because they can see what's going to happen now if you continue on this path but they can also see if if you make this decision you're going to go this way so it's like this weird function of timelines so. It's highly probable that your guardian angel knew that that accident was actually going to happen because they, could, he, he or she could see it in your timeline. It's, it's important to say that they don't have sex. They don't have feminine or masculine, but they do like to sh be shown a certain energy. Like they, do, they like to be sh shown as like fem female or male sometimes. Because they, 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 they can represent themselves however they want to, to us in a reading, right? That when somebody sees them. So they're not feminine masculine, but you can call them he or she because they like to define themselves more with that, right? Yeah. And I and it definitely isn't about the masculine or feminine because they have such a strong presence, like more so archangels, right? But they both, archangels and guardian angels, they have such a strong presence that it does. it's not even about feminine, feminine or masculine. It's it's this energy that they have that they're able to just be present and and share their energy with whatever's around them and that they can transcend time and space and literally connect with you wherever you are it doesn't matter if you're traveling halfway around the world or if they're you know they're in another dimension but they're still able to connect with you and make you feel I, I feel like that's what it is for me. It's like they make you feel less alone, like you're accompanied 
like you're you're because obviously you have guides and masters and everything but i think guardian angels are more so that they like contain you a little bit more they're able to be there for you and they're able to provide um what's coming through is like energy or specific energy or um even calm at moments of calm when you need them like they're they can be there for you they can be that's that like a rock for you yeah and so, and also the feminine, the masculine is dependent upon what you need at the time. So a good example of that is Archangel, Uriel, and Gabriel. Gabriel, a lot of people uh, uh, perceive Gabriel as a uh, woman. I perceive it as a man. For some reason, I guess the energy that I need from Gabriel is more masculine. But Uriel, a lot of times individuals see Uriel as a man, and I actually perceive it as a woman. <laughs> And so every every individual energy gives something different or, or is more specific to um, an aspect of your life that they can help you with, right? And It's adaptive. Yeah. And so whatever energy you need for that department in your life kind of way to say it is how you're going to perceive them. And masculine or feminine, they can give you what you need by just more going into that energy for you. Yeah, they adapt to what you need and at the time that you need it. So that's that's archangels. We were just talking about guardian angels. So archangels are the way the best way to describe it in human terms is they're like the the managers of the angels. That's the best way to describe it in human terms. Managed because they're they're not actually dedicated to one individual person. They're dedicated to human humanity in itself. And usually they're, it's funny because a lot of times I see the way that I, they show up for me is I'll see the guardian angel of the person and their wings. This is for me because every reader is different. So I have like my own code with them, I guess. So their tips have a color and I know whatever color they have means they work more under a certain archangel. So for me, the color defines, like for if their tips are greenish, for me, they're working more under Raphael. If they're pinkish, they're working under Uriel, right? Blue, um, Michael, and it goes on, like yellow, all that stuff. Like it goes on, it goes on. So like the tips of the wings that I see, and it's not that they have wings, it's just that they're showing it because they know that how I'm reading them and their energy. So then I can form, inform the person that I'm reading for a little bit better or I'm doing an angelic healing sometimes so I can see them too. So it's that's cool that you see it. Yeah, it's interesting. They 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 like made me write it down one day because I kept seeing it and I literally went, "What is what's the why is everybody's colors different?" I was like, "Wonder if it's the energy level of the person." And I had the Kashuk records open, and they're like, "Can you write it down?" <laughs> like, "Hello, can you go write it down? <laughs> write the colors we're telling you." Um, and so I went to write it down, and so now I have that code with them, which I already know it. Yeah, I don't I don't see that as much. I think because you're more connected to the angelic realm. I don't I feel connected in a way, but not in the same way you are, because also you you study a little bit more uh, with angelic healing and stuff. So I, I feel like it's like these two worlds have like fused for you. It's like this whole angelic realm is now spilled over to your Kashuk records reading. So that's pretty cool that that they've incorporated. Even when you do angelic healing, you channel information. Yeah, because I'm opening it's up the Akashic, awesome. my own Akashic records. In the beginning, I didn't, actually. In the beginning, I didn't open up my own Akashic records. In the beginning, I just was doing the angelic healing, and I could sense that I was trying to receive messages from them, but it was like a little, like, foggy. It felt foggy. And so I, one day, I was like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to try it with the Akashic records, see if it's any different or if something changes. And they, they, that's what I got, like very clear messages. And then the master said to me, from now on, when you do angelic healing, open up the Akashic records, your own Akashic records, and we will help you decipher the information that the angelic realm is trying to assist you with because you've, you've tapped in with us for so many years. You, we know how to get you to read things properly and you, it would take you a whole nother set of years to system out how you receive information from them. I'm not really sure why it's, it's so different, the energy and receiving it, but I guess it is. You would think it's all the same, wouldn't you? I would at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> But they're they're different realms and they're different they're different entities and they're different they're the angels and archangels are more expansive. So maybe well no, not maybe no, because now the masters are telling me. Um the masters and guides that I connect with directly with the Ketchik records, they 
they're beings that can communicate with humanity. They have a they have a better adaptability with their energy levels that are lower. And it's not the saying that the angels can't contact us and send us energy, but we just I can't I can't receive information from them as well as I do with the masters because I figured out a way to put my, my energy level high enough for them to come down enough and for us to communicate in a like flowy way, right? I feel like yeah, with the angel or the angelic realm it's, it's a lot of it is signs. We can get signs from them where it's not necessarily like these words. It's like a sign that we need to trust. And that's where we can the rational side of ourselves can come through and be like, oh, no, that wasn't a sign. That's nothing. But they're sending us signs constantly to all of us. Constantly. That's what they're saying to me now, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're saying, um, while you're saying that, they're saying that we are, we're not of many words, but we are, we are of a many sentiments, which basically means that we can make you feel our presence, but we won't sp- mm-hmm. speak our presence um, as often as we make you sense our presence is what they say. Yeah, I love that. So that's beings of light, angels, archangels. Um, so angels would be the guardian angel you're talking about um, that's specific to each individual. They're with you, the guardian angels. They're with you from the moment you, you you're go through the birth canal to the moment where you depart, and sometimes they'll assist you in the in the disincarnation. They'll they'll assist to make sure that you start arriving okay to usually your guide or, or your love your loved ones that have passed away that are waiting for you on the side. They'll they'll be there, kind of assisting to make sure that you reach it properly, um, and that you don't get stuck in the in the earth astral plane is kind of like what I'm seeing it looks like a different it looks like like a thickness and then they help you make sure to get you got past that thickness until you get to the other dimension is the best way to describe it but um the resistance that's the resistance that we put up yeah to leave and they help us realize that we need to transition through and not get stuck in something where like our job is done here so we need to continue they help yeah. us pass through that, right? They're saying that we also, the, the angels are, are saying that we also help and assist and assist those that are very fearful. And when they're no, when they know that they're going to be passing away, we usually relay a message to them. Uh, three day, usually it's three days before the part their their departure to ensure that they are not fearful of their departure because if they leave with fear. It, it stays strongly in their system, in their auric system. So we, we, we want to ensure that the individual knows that they're not ceasing to exist um, in time and space, but they're they're going to be just existing in a different manner than they did three days before, because it's the three days before that they show up, right? That's their number, three days before for some reason. Um, but so, that, yeah, they do that, and um, th- they might also show up if if you're st- if you're stuck so it's like a coma or um it keeps seeing like coma like if you're car accident and you're kind of kind of there and kind of not there they can actually show up and it seems to the person it seems like it had a dream or it was like dreamy and their consciousness is kind of weird yeah 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 unconscious that's the word um so they can show up and, and, and show up to the person and sometimes they'll even like let them know like You've been in an accident. Yeah. Don't worry. You're not. You know. You're not alone, and you're you're going through a state of altered consciousness. But you know. And sometimes I'll tell them you'll be back or you'll be okay or whatever it is they need to hear. They need to tell them. They'll they'll communicate with them. They have a huge job. <laughs> it's pretty big. I mean, it, it might yeah. not be that big for certain people because you might not go through a lot in a life. But for people that do, wow, like it's a huge like responsibility, right? Yeah. I mean, what's the worst can happen? You can die. <laughs> it's like a really bad, <laughs> what's the worst that can happen? No, I mean, and also they consider that the, they're here for your well-being, but also for them, death isn't death. That's for us. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying it jokey, right? Because we're the ones that see it as death. They see it as liberation yeah. of the soul. They see that you're being free. You're being freed. You're being freed after this amazing experience that is earth, right? Um, but it's important to say that they can't save you from everything. Like if you're, if you're, if you're have, because remember your contract is your contract. And sometimes 
a good example is let's say that you're totally off track and that the decision has been made that you're going to go through, for example, a car accident. You're going to make it. You're going to be fine. But you got to go through it because it's going to be your wake-up call, right? That's the example. They can intervene and stop that car accident from happening because that's supposed to happen to you. So they can always assist you to make sure that it doesn't get too severe, right? But they can't stop things from happening to you if they're pre-planned, right? Yeah, because that's the that is the um, that is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. And that's part of your plan. So they can't they can't alter that. They need to they need to honor that. Yeah. They need to honor that in a way because that's part of your that's what you've chosen basically. And I know it sounds silly and it's hard to explain sometimes, but it's what you've chosen. So Yeah. They can't alter that. They're not allowed to. I think the other important thing to note is that's that's in critical. They can come in and help you in those critical moments. But if you're not going through a critical moment, they actually can intervene and, and, and assist you. You have to ask them because there's free will, right? So you need to be like, hey, guardian angel, what up, dude? Dude, do you mind sending me a little bit of energy for this or that and help me out? And they'll they'll you know they'll they'll help you out. But obviously you have to ask for the assistance if you want the assistance and you don't have to do this like big prayer either. That's why, that's why I said it that way. They made me say it that way. Like I'm not saying it that way because I'm being funny. I'm saying that way because they're, they're, it's like their way of letting you know, you don't have to go and do this like biblical prayer for me to assist you. The guardian angels say, all you, all you really need to do is just ask for the assistance in your own words, what you're feeling and what you need and your intentions are what's going to get you the assistance that you need as long as we can help you with that, right? If it's something that we can intervene in, which usually we can if it's not a critical moment. But I think that's a good um, kind of way of... If we, if we translate that to like rational things, right? Like in life, if you don't ask for, I don't know, what you need, you're not going to get it a lot of times, right? But it's the same thing. It's the same concept on a spiritual and energetic level. So we need to be conscious of that, that anything that we feel that we don't have or that's not available to us that we need to be able to energetically call it to ourselves and that's the same thing like you can close your eyes and and ask for assistance and they'll help you they will help you but it's all like we always go back to the intention what's the intention that you have you're sometimes it's not even like having to close your eyes and put your hands together and do it like a like set a prayer it's just calling in their energy to help you because you're having difficulty with this or with that, or because you feel that you need their help. It doesn't even have to be like that you're going through this huge thing. It's you feel like you need their presence there with you and they'll be there with you. But it's like anything in life. If you don't, if you don't call it to you, a lot of times it won't come unless it's already there and it's supposed to be easy for you. But <laughs> you know, I what think. comes to mind, like I do a lot of angelical healing now and I do it myself too. I must have Archangel Raphael sick. I was like, oh, she's got a cold again. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I call on, like, because he has he, he's the healer, like, he's the healer of the Archangels. So I always call on, on Raphael for his energy when I'm feeling I'm about to get sick or I'm sick. I'm like, oh, this girl's got a cold again. <laughs> Come on. Like, I'm just, I just think about it in a funny way sometimes. Obviously, they're not like that, but it was a funny, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny situation where... I also make sure, because this reminds me of that, like, it's, I also make sure to think. Like, sometimes there'll be days where I'm not going to ask anything, and I'll be like, oh, you know what? I just feel like being grateful. Thank you for all the assistance. So I think that's a big part of the practice. If you're going to be asking for assistance, they don't ask you to do that. But I, I feel it in myself to thank, because I think it's important to be appreciative of of the assistance you receive, right? Yeah, and that just energetically... Not that they'll want to like help you more because that's not the way it works. Like they're there always for you. But I feel like you in your mind by thanking them will want to keep energetically kind of reaching out to them. Yeah. Because you're already, you're already acknowledging that they are helping you and that they're there because you're thanking them. Otherwise you wouldn't thank them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, okay, so leaving the beings of light, angels and archangels, we'll go to the guides. Guides are a totally different department, if you want to put it that way, because they're here to help us with our path of learning, our karmic pending lessons, what we're here to struggle through, what we're here to learn and get, get you know, all the experiences, all the people we're going to bump into, all the things we're going to be doing. They're kind of in charge of overseeing, I would say, overseeing that aspect of your life. So guardian angels was more like physical and emotional uh, assistance and protection, whereas guides are our teachers. They're our teachers. That's what it is. They're our teachers. So they're assisting us. They know about, they, they, were, they were fully present when we were um, going through our contracts and writing down like, you know, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be learning this. I'm going to be that. They were fully present for that. They were full participants of it with us. Um, So they know us. They know us really well. Uh, They know us sometimes better than we know ourselves. And they're with us in every incarnation. It could happen that you change guides at some point, but it's highly improbable. Most of the time from the moment of creation of the soul, um, onwards to all the lengths of incarnations, that's going to be your teacher. That guide's going to be your continuous teacher. So that that guide has guide has seen you since the first le- karmic lesson. To, he's going to see you probably through the last one. So they know us intimately and they know how we react to situations on earth usually and how we're going to go get, not go through them or, or, you know, struggle through them or whatever. Um, I want to ask you a question because I'm not too familiar with this but the guides do do they at least this is what i've been given information on is that they do they can change throughout our lives as things change or is that the masters that's the masters okay that's, that's the masters so the masters for me like when i do readings they show up like one two three three depending on the person but the masters are like it's almost like the masters are the managers of the teacher teachers which are the guides i would say they were once guides themselves and usually they ascend from guides to masters and then they they also have like an area in life that they're specific for like there's um yeah there's specific there there's specific yeah they have specifications is the best way i can put it but going back to guides there's a there's a thing about this that i learned recently well it's like we can't prove anything that's the thing like for anyone that's listening, we're just speaking out of the the messages and the information they, they, they've sent us, they've channeled through us, or that we've given to other individuals through readings, right? We can't prove it. We can't go out and prove that this is true. So we're, we're speaking from our own knowings. But I, since I always opened up Akashic Records of individuals, I've always seen that everybody had, everyone has a different guide. Like your guide, you know, it wasn't the same as the lady next door that I might have read or things like that, right? Or, or, you know, some guy that I might have read five years ago, it was different guides. And I was very aware of that. And I know that that guide was with you since the moment you, you were born and highly probable every incarnation that you've had. But when I recently read the book, The Journey of Souls, what came up in the book is when one of the individuals disincarnates meets up with his guide at some point before he goes to his soul tribe before he meets up with his soul tribe group right yeah but then you find out that the guide is the is is the guide for the entire group that was the first time i i never even thought to think about it like i never even thought to ask about it i never went Oh, by the way, guides, like, are you guide of someone else around me that I really love that's part of my group? Also, like, I never never even thought about asking that. So that's something that was new to me, like, kind of when I read the book, I was like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe this is a thing. You know? Yeah, I I mean, I, I, I think the book that you read, I haven't read it all. I listened to part of the audio book, but um, I think it's interesting that, that mm. it would work that way because that would make so much sense. Yeah, well, I think I'd have to kind of open open my own Akashic Records and ask or channel some more information for that. But I think it's They're, it, it's, they're it's, saying it's yes. They're yeah. saying yes. Like, that is the way it works. But that they're saying... But that does not take away any merit from them being individual guides to people if that makes sense. Because yeah. they're saying that idea could, 
could come across as feeling as though, oh, wait, I'm sharing a guide with 20 other people. That's not fair. It's people highly probable that, that your guide is then also my guide because we're, I'm pretty sure that we're the same soul tribe. Yeah. 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 Our families are soul, our soul How, tribe. How? Well, no, sometimes you're, it doesn't, no, it's, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Sometimes your family can be part of another group, like a, uh, like a, usually, I mean, I've, I've usually felt like it is, but it's not always because here's the thing that Kashuk Records always taught me. There's levels. Souls have levels, right? Souls are more elevated than others from through the learning process, right? You become more expansive, like we talked about in the beginning. And so usually the children are more expansive than the parent, which is why generations evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve. So it's it's very probable, for example, Aurora, my daughter, she I'm pretty sure she is more more expansive and more advanced than I am. She's already shown it and she's not even three yet. So it's we're probably not in the same group because groups have the same level of, of learning, really, usually. Because we're here to teach each other. We're giving lessons back and forth. Yeah, I think, it, I think it depends on the family and the group. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't, like, say this is the rule because there is no set rule. And they're saying it, it – the, the masters say it's dependent upon the group, the individuals. Um, and also each group has – a big overall lesson we're teaching each other. So sometimes maybe your mom's not in that overall lesson. Maybe she's going through a totally different lesson. So she's another part of another group. It's, it's more complex than that. It's, it's really hard to put into uh, human words because I feel I think it what as they, complex. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think the message was to not feel like their work because you think, Oh my God, they're guiding so many people that doesn't take away from them individually guiding people as well because it's it's like a it's a group um it's an overall group formation but also it's also an individual individual needs okay yeah um sorry i didn't before i lose it they're showing me a kindergarten class right and they're showing me a teacher and they said do you not this is the question they gave me first do you not have one teacher between all the alumni in that group, which is 25 to 30 students sometimes, right? And I, and I, answer, I answered back mentally, yeah. And they're like, Did you, do you feel like you learned less by being in that group and having only one teacher? And I answered back, no. And they said, exactly. The teacher utilizes, this is how they're saying it, the teacher utilizes each individual in that group to create that big life, that big life lessons or those big life lessons. We utilize the students as a teacher to teach each other. And so we need more than one individual and we don't divide guides because that guide's going to be dedicated to that one lesson and he needs to put back and forth individuals in different, um, and they're showing me like the chess, the chessboard. I'm going to put you here, put you here. And so they can only be done by one individual concentrated on that project and, in that, and those individuals. But they have assistance of masters, which brings us to the next thing. The masters. They have the assistance of the, the masters that are uh, above them. So the masters are usually in charge of, of various guides at the same time. Um, so they might may, might be looking and they show me one master looking after like three different guides. So these three different guides have their own, each of them have their own group. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes just, I want to go back to the guides because yeah. you were talking about the, the kindergarten group and what I received was basically, um, it wouldn't work if we weren't in a group because it's not just about the guide and the person. It's about how everybody's interacting with each other and that's how we learn and that's why it's so important that we go through all these experiences and these hardships and all this because otherwise it's it's like all meant to be they're saying it's all part of the program part of the the plan the greater plan that you are in this group with these specific amount of people and these specific situations happen and that you feel a specific way towards certain people because you need to learn from that and that's how we grow from these experiences and they're guiding it in a way and they're helping us see things a certain way and helping us transition through it in a way, but that it wouldn't work if it was just you and the guide. 
because it has to be something greater. How would we learn otherwise? Yeah. That, that's yeah. what came through. Sorry, and for so, the masters, yeah. Um, no, no, sorry. Wait, while you were talking about that, um, so the what I was getting from them while you were saying that was that they're, they've never really actively spoken out and said, by the way, me, your guide, I'm also Lorena's guide, and I'm also your mom's guide, because that didn't matter. That's an information I needed. That wasn't going to change my existence or my way of seeing anything. So that's why in the Keshek Records in general, they don't show you. That's what they're they're like they're putting out like in front of them like they're they're just like you're discovering it they're showing me like that they don't show you how how the group is set together and who who's the guide of who because you don't need to know that's something that's not going to change yeah it's not going to change your life lessons and your your path um but that it's important for us to understand that every group is individually different there's not one group one soul tribe that has the same set of standards, rules, values, uh, learning. They're all everything's different. Everything's different because each each group has different individuals in it. So they might value something more than another group. They might strive for something else more than another group. Their missions might be something totally different from another group. Because usually we have a group mission in total, all of us together. Not just not just the individual has a mission, but the group in itself has a mission. Okay, guys, we're all going to incarnate. We'll all meet up at some point. You'll meet up with you and you with you, blah, blah, blah. But all together at some point, we all need to learn this or we all need to teach each other that. So there's usually this one big mission plan of the group in itself and things change. So there's no set rule that they can tell us. This is the way it always is. And this is the way it's always going to be. They can't because that's not the way it works. It's customized. That's why we have contracts and we have specific things that we discuss before we come into this life like we we need to be able to choose those things for ourselves and that's how the group is formed and that not everybody in the group's there to learn exactly the same thing but that we are there to feed off each other and and have our lessons kind of met through them through the group i messed up a little bit because we're doing the ranking and it was beings of light archangels angels masters and it was going to be guides and i jumped to guides for some reason first just a clarification there masters are more expansive than guides masters are all like the managers of the guides right um so i messed up the ranking there when we were talking about it because i just jumped to another one sorry guys (laughs) but um yeah but okay so let's masters is the last one we wanted to talk about which is masters like i said before they're like the managers of the guides and masters can be watching over more than one guide at the same time and they can be also assisting individuals as their secondary um it's like a secondary tool they'll have so that Usually I see masters one, two to three. That's a normal person has, I've seen up to three masters. Um, I always will see one at least, but I can see up to three, but that's because the guide's always heavily present with the energy of the master. So when the guide shows up for the reading, the Kashuk book readings, when I, when we open them up, there'll always be the masters that are, that are, that are the ones that are above the guides present because they were also an active participant in the planning of your, of your life. Not as much as your guide, but they are still there and they're overviewed it and said, okay, I think this is a good idea for you because they know more, even more than the guides, what tends to happen on earth with humans, the brain, the body, the functions, the learning, the karma. They're beings that themselves, because guides and masters are actually beings themselves that have incarnated before and learned those lessons that we're currently going through and learning now. So they have the experience, basically, and they know yeah. what's going on, and they have ascended in a way, right? Yeah. And not only that, they've learned to be guides to many souls. So they've hmm. they've assisted before. They've already had their group. Their group It's highly probable their group has already graduated and are almost guides themselves, or they can have other jobs because you you're not always going to be guides. You can be a teacher. Maybe your soul wants to be a teacher, but your soul can actually strive to be other things. Um, or have other jobs. So, but if you do finish your your earthly lessons that have nothing karm- karmically left to learn, then it's highly probable you'll you'll get a specific job that your soul is very attuned to. Yeah. Um, with masters, I don't 
I don't recall ever having a reading where I was specifically told the the energy or the messages coming through were were the masters. In general, I feel like it's the guides. I don't know how about you, like how does that come through for you? I get a lot of I get a lot of the masters talking. Um for some reason for me when I do a reading for an individual, the guide is always there, but the guide is more energetic it's almost like they're and they're the ones that are energetically working on the individual because while you're getting a reading you're being worked on so they're taking their time to energetically work on you while the masters are more giving the information and the reason that is what they what they transmit to me is the reason that is is the masters know exactly what to say to you without giving you too much information they're better controllers of the information of the book so they control the information, not because you're more connected with them, but because they're better working with the book while while you're in incarnation. Whereas when you're disincarnated, you're usually going to look over your book with your guide. See, I don't know. I think I don't think I've gotten to that level yet, maybe where I can decipher where then I just I just receive the information. I pass it through and I, I give it to the person that I'm doing the reading for, but I don't know. I think the only time I've been able to decipher is if it's someone else. I've, I have had readings where people have come through and given messages like other loved ones, um, not necessarily deceased. They're still here, but their energy has come through or also deceased. And, and then just this higher, higher beings, a higher being or their soul. So it's kind of those three things, overall things. So I don't know if it's guides or masters. I just get the info and I just kind of give it, give it through. The example here is that guides, we have the same one, right? Whereas masters can switch up. Well, you had asked at some point about this. Oh, maybe they can switch up during our life. Yeah. Okay. I think that, that you're probably, sense. you're probably tapping into a lot of the master's energies, but you just, you don't. I just don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. You'll realize it, yeah. But also because it's like it doesn't. I don't feel the guide very present strongly, and it's because they're just doing the work on you. They're more with you, and they're that makes more sense. to make sure. Just for me, it's like I I don't I don't want to get stuck in all of these. I mean, I think it's great to understand it, but when I'm doing a reading, I push that all aside. It's like okay, I'm opening your records. Whatever comes through, I don't care who it is. The only problem is when someone's asking me, and I'm like you know, how many guides do I have? How many masters? Like, what are, who are these beings of light? Like, they don't necessarily give that info, you know? You can try asking. I, I you, ask. Sometimes I'll get the information. I sometimes I don't. Names. It depends. I definitely never have gotten really, I think maybe one name. And I can see maybe the amount, amount of beings, but I don't see exactly you know, like we've talked before in other episodes, like I can see that they're wearing specific clothes, like dark colors maybe. And that they're like, it's like gowns. It's like lar lar It's like, like the long. brownish gowns. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I yeah. see. Or like green brown. It's like a weird color. And then the librarians, I always see them. They're very skinny. They're like, I would say skinny because compared to us, like they're very, they're almost like slender and like tallish. And they're usually uh, taller than the um, taller than the masters, but I think that's because the masters like showing themselves when you do readings. They like showing themselves in human form to you, so that you feel connected more yeah. with them. I think. Yeah, I think. Because so. remember, they can show themselves what, whatever way they want, and and the librarians are busy just being the protectors of the Kashuk records and of your book. It's funny because every time you open up a book, there will be one standing behind it. It's almost like, don't mess with this book. <laughs> like, I'm here to or protect I'm it kind of it thing, away. right? Yeah, I'm going to take, take it back. Don't mess it up. Um, they're, they're just there to make sure that it's everything's protected and the, the information's protected, but they're not the owners. The The librarians aren't the owners of the book. They're the, the ener energetic protectors of it. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. So, yeah, the, the masters. And the masters changed. Like, and I have a, a personal example of that. Um when I started teaching, when I, I started teaching and not right away, but when I, when I finally made the decision to formally start actually, I said, you know what, I'm going to take this, I'm going to actually teach the Kashuk records. I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to take it to the next level. And I want to do a really good job. Like I want to be the best teacher that I can be. Um, and when I finally made that conscious decision, 
I had I had started doing a meditation, and right away a new master showed up. It was it was like a, a, a master I didn't have before showed up, and it was the, a master for me. That's a master teacher. So what is that? So she's she's the master to teachers to people that teach. And the idea is she's not only a master teacher, she's specific to the Kashuk records at the same time. Mm. So she's probably working with other Kashuk teachers also, I'm guessing. Um, I never really asked that, but she showed up to, and, and, and then the information was, th- this is the new master. This is to help you teach and become a better teacher to, to give the energy needed, to get the energy needed, to give what the students need. Um, call upon me and vibrate with my energy. So she kind of made me feel her energy. Call my energy in before you do class and I'll assist you with with the class and itself, right? And so that's what I do now. Before I teach, I, I do like a, a little meditation. I call her in. Um, I feel her presence and then, and then yeah, and then the class starts a little bit after that. That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen that come up in a few readings, I think. Not my own readings, but... Um... Where I've, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, obviously it's not my info, so I forget, but I recall a reading where they were speaking about there being a new, a new guide or a new master, I guess in this case, or that the masters were going to change shortly because they were transitioning into a new uh, phase of their life, something like that. But I recall then, I was like, oh, okay, and that's where I kind of like, I said, kind of clicked in me I was like okay so we don't we do transition we do really change and go into new phases of life and then we need other type of assistance because what was there is no longer there and we've advanced and it doesn't have to necessarily be exactly spiritual it could be that you've elevated a little bit spiritually but you've changed a career you've changed um um, you're a mom now, let's say, or you're a dad now. Like all those things, big life-changing things can also affect that. Yeah. And that's a good example of how guides guides aren't the same as masters. For example, if I hadn't started teaching or I hadn't made that conscious decision of taking it to the next step, that master never would have been present in my life. So that master comes in. She, she's not my specific master for me. She's just the master that assists with those things. So that's a good example to show you that a guide is personal to you and always always going to be there being your guide, whereas the master will change up depending on what decisions you make and what path you're on and what assistance you might need with. Yeah. Yeah, that makes, yeah. That makes total sense. I think that's pretty clear for people. Um, kind of like the hierarchy and what each one, the purpose of each one, because I think that could get quite confusing. And it's not like we said before, you don't need to understand it necessarily. Just go into a reading being open and, and letting what needs to come through come through. But I think some people are very curious and that's natural. And if this can help you kind of wrap your head around it and relax more with a reading, that's great, right? I just like to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, think I just it's want excuse to, to talk about, about it. it. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. People do ask these things at, at, like when they get a reading. Yeah. It's Yeah. It's uh, I think it's important to see. say that like this is this isn't like this is our reality. This is just our reality. Like for anybody that might be listening to this and they think, "Well, I feel this different." Well, that's fine. Like we you might feel that an angel is a little bit different than what we described and that's okay because everybody's reality is different or your way of maybe connecting with them is different and, and you might perceive energies. But I think to me at least, and my advice to everybody is your intuitive feeling towards it is what defines it for you and that's what matters. Like I know that the guides with me always oh, the same one. It's just a knowing I have. It's my intuitive side on top of the fact that I read Akashic Records. But that's what I've been shown. That's been my reality. And and, and I also am a high believer in accepting other realities. So if something else, if there's another individual energy level that's in, in this, you know, in this category for you, then then go for it. Because the other the other side actually doesn't put names on things like we do we're the ones that put names on things so some of these things might be a little bit meshy for different religions and different belief systems and that's okay but at the end of the day we know that there's always these beings of light 
in general that are here to assist us and just call upon them. That's it. That's basically the bottom line. Call upon them yeah. and they can help you out. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, I think a lot of times is a question that comes through on, you know, Akashic re- Record readings is like, how do I connect with my guides? How do I connect with my masters? How, how do I connect with my light beings? And the answer is always call upon them, talk to them, ask for their assistance, ask for them to give you a sign, ask for, like, it's as simple as that. And, and we don't do that. That's the problem. We don't do that. We don't, we don't realize that they're always there and that we can call upon them and ask them for assistance, even if it's to relieve sadness, to assist with getting a sign for something. They're always there. And I think something also that you said there, which is really important to point out, and that's why we're, we're very open. We're open to reading books and seeing people's point of view. And that's a big reason why we started interviewing people on the podcast, because we want to know what other people think and what they see as their reality and how they live and what their belief system is. Because what we do doesn't necessarily have to be the, you know, like the mecca of everything like it, it isn't it isn't it isn't the reality for everybody and not everybody will think the same as us and that's okay but if we can put one more idea out there of how we're living it and how we've channeled it great and if that serves someone and that could give someone at least at least open them up a little bit to a different reality yeah. or to a possibility you know we're open to that you know, like you always say, like you said in the in, in a previous uh, episode where you were reading the book by Michael Newton, The Journey of Souls, like it's made you open up and even channel different information because it's like sometimes we're so closed off to these ideas in our head that we don't think that there's another way of seeing it or, or of it being a different way. And then just by yeah. simply listening to something that someone, I mean, he has case studies. He has so much information in that book. But it's just by yeah. accepting a possible other part of that reality. Yeah. For me, one of the examples I gave in, the, in that episode where I talked about the book was Parallel Lives. I had a teacher that spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, uh-uh. I am not open to this idea. This is, it was too big for my brain at the time. It was too big for my rational side. And I was like... I didn't discard it as being true. I said, right now, I can't even I can't even consider it. That was basically how I put it. I can't consider it. And I just put it in the back of my mind. And I said, maybe one day I'll bring it back up. And many, 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 many years later, I read this book and I go, well, I'm ready to accept this reality now. And that's what I talk about reality. It's like, I'm ready to accept this as being real, right? Yeah. Being a possibility. Just that in itself will open you up and you might start receiving information intuitively even like you don't have to be an Akashic record you just intuitively you'll be like that feels right that that feels right to me and I'm going to and I believe that like and that's okay and it's not a belief system where other people's ideas and beliefs aren't you know it's you're not invalidating somebody else's beliefs it's just what you believe and what you feel true to yourself and it doesn't mean everything else is not true that's what I like about all of this it's like doesn't have to be one way and we can all live our own kind of way right but respecting each other because i think that's very important and it's this like we always say the cash records aren't a religion they're not you know they're not even associated to religion it's it's energy it's it's much more than that it's funny because the cash records what they want to do is reach more people and help more people so i remember the first thing they told me was do not get into religion because we need you to be able to assist people of many beliefs. And if you follow a religion, you won't be able to be open to those beliefs and help assist those individuals with their way of seeing things. And that still that stuck with me forever. I remember I remembered that message and 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 I followed it. And and now, I, I guess my belief is just spirituality. That's it. That's basically it's, my belief now. Exactly. That's that's that that is that it's it. Spirituality. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else you, okay, perfect. I think we're no, done. No, we've covered, yeah, we've covered all right. it all, man. Perfect. All right. So just want to say thank you again, everybody for tuning in and we hope you have a great week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handles at soul underscore tribe underscore podcast. We also have a Facebook page, so make sure you follow us there. 
Uh, we post there as well as on Instagram. And yeah, we have some more exciting interviews coming up for January, February, March, and the rest of the year, obviously. But we have some that we're really excited about. So make sure you're subscribed to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. And make sure to, yeah, to reach out if you guys have any ideas on episodes or interviews you guys want us to do. We're more than open to hearing your suggestions. And yeah, thanks, everybody. We hope you have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.